Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode number 42. I'm your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Peter. Oh! Russ. One day I'll be host. <laughs> and Alex. I'll never be host. <laughs> and we've got kind of a mixed bag of some movies to talk about this week, so let's start it off with something that most of us have seen. The Purge. <laughs> let's get... Ready to talk about the purge. <laughs> <laughs> on my phone. I'm sitting here. Uh, you start talking, we're like, so let's get ready. And, and you say <laughs> bag, and Russ almost like silently screams. I was like, is that like the word of the day? <laughs> and he freaks out and starts taking his phone out. <laughs> He's just taking out his phone to tell you what the purge is about. The purge. <laughs> the purge. <laughs> No, let's just keep this going. I said I'd do a rust down and a rust down I will do. We'll cut it out in post. Nope. Uh, the Purge. Um, directed by James DeMonico. A family is held hostage for harboring the target of a murderous syndicate during the Purge, a 12 hour period in which any and all crime is legalized. Mm, anything good? Up to a certain point. Yeah. Oh really? There, there's actually limits to there's the purge. A, there's class. There's a certain class of weapon you're not allowed to go above. So, like no nukes. Yeah, oh, okay, nukes. <laughs> and you can't kill government officials. Yeah. Oh well, I don't see the point then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why even limit? Doesn't make sense. I'm kidding. No. What year is it supposed to be? I, I, like I, 20, I, 2022 20, 20, 20, 20, I didn't something see like that. It. Who else? Me and Alex didn't see it. Yeah, I totally blanked on it. Oh, so it's just two of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just the two of you. Russ and Tiggs. <laughs> this podcast so 20, is diminishing. 20 years in the future. Yes, it and is. So, well, 10 years. So how do they explain that this was necessary? It just, shut up. <laughs> it just is the way it is now. Oh, it's well, th- I mean, this guy did write The Negotiator and Jack, so I imagine it's just uh, a mix to those two movies. So they say... Wait, well, really? Jack? <laughs> the Negotiator and Jack. Wait, Robert Williams Jack? Yeah, Robin Williams Jack. The Weird. the Jennifer Lopez thing where he's aging too fast? Yeah, and he's got to negotiate with um with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The classic. The classic Robin Williams Samuel <laughs> Jackson movie. Okay, so if you wrote both of those movies, you already have a really weird resume. Adding this third one in is nuts. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. He also well, did think- the remake of Assault on Precinct 13. So he, know- so he knows Ethan. Assault. Yeah, was that Ethan Hawke too? Yep. Ethan Ethan Hawk, the sequel to Ethan Hawke 1? <laughs> Bring that back. From a time when we weren't recording. Yeah. Uh, so That's they do kind of try and sort of explain it away, uh, The Purge. One of it's like, oh, it helps people get all their aggression out once a year, and then everything is fine the rest of the year. And then there's all these other people that are just like, it's a conspiracy. It's just to kill all the poor people. Um, yeah. Which yeah, makes a lot the of sense. The richer you are, like the more, like they yeah, try the to more do protected a, you can be. The more protected you can yeah. be. They try like have a little bit of that social commentary, and they're like, if you're poor and a purge happens, you're just you're flat dead. out fucked. You have well, you have to be purging. 
you, you have best, to be the you have to be the tougher one. You best be Persian. You have to yes. be, but even at, at that point, a lot of people just go out with you know better guns and shit like that mm-hmm. and different. Like you'll see, so just people like, go yeah with like ar- armor on and stuff. So so this is yeah. basically just what I expect the Wire to get up to if it was still on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's the sixth season. Yeah, I, you know, I just expected to be about me cutting weight for the wrestling team, but that's all. Um, so Russ, you you like this movie more than I did. I did, I did. Um, it, I think, as, as far as a horror movie is concerned, like you kind of have to like rate them with their like you can't rate them as with all other films. You gotta just kind of yeah. look at them alone more yeah. than I think any other genre. And to me, it's like a slightly above average horror movie. Um, no, well, or, I mean, this you know, is the second Ethan Hawke horror movie we've had. Yep, also from the same producer. They're best friends. Um, uh-huh. uh, yeah. They like whatever, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I, um, I, I liked it. I mean, I thought like the social commentary was a little on the nose, but other than that, um, I just like that it kind of tried to do something different. And I know uh, Ted, your reasoning at the end for why those people wanted to kill those people. We can spoil it. Yeah, fuck it. No so one's the neighbors say they want to kill Ethan Hawke because they all bought security systems from him, and then he built an addition to his house. And they feel so like, like they're they he's got, rubbing it in their nose. Yeah, like he got rich off of their... Do they shit. not know how money works? If That's, I know! Money, what the... F- but I, I kind of like that. I mean, I, I think it's like a weird reason to kill somebody, but I think if you lived in a world where the purge was legal, if you had a little like, oh, I don't really like that, uh, or like if you were a little bit jealous, I imagine most purgings happen purely out of jealousy. Yeah. Jealousy is the like one of the larger motivators right. of people, and it's like, man, if I could take him down a notch. I think if so you look like a genocide throughout history, but this was like right. this was so now. Like... I feel like that genocide, like the the reason, the main reason for killing people would be like, ah, oh, fuck this dude. But I think that I killed was... so many people because of fuck this dude. This is literally ten years in the future. Like at this point, the purge has only been around for like two years or three years. At this point, that's true. It could have been around for a whole lot lot of time. Maybe they should have put it a little further in. Yeah. But, I mean, it seems like Strangers, like, at some point, like, it's just a home invasion movie, really, right? Like, it, well, they let the person into the home, really, so it's not really an invasion. It's more of an invitation. It's a home invitation movie. <laughs> That's like oh, yeah, the, the, the stupid son lets the homeless guy in. And therefore, uh, the, well... And, and all the rich people who are trying to kill him show up, and they're like... And the daughter's just stupid. Yeah. But, like, do they... Like, is there something cooler that they could have done with the concept? Or did you guys, like, feel like they made pretty – they made good on the premise? I, I, I good kind of like this world yeah. more than I liked the movie. Oh, yeah, um, no, totally. The world is really – yeah. I mean, obviously the movie made a yeah. gross amount of money, so a sequel is on its way. Yeah. But yeah. if they don't try to do as much social commentary, it just shows different purges yeah. or different ways that that can kind of happen or different, like, viewpoints for that incident – I think you have a cool movie and one that's not just built on a home invasion too. Cause you can get killed anywhere and you can commit any crime. Yeah. Well, I think the stranger is pretty great for what it was. I yeah. agree. I didn't love it as much as people did because I saw it after all the buzz and it was yeah. a, a, an above average horror movie. So I think that sort of takes that whole idea of being helpless by uh, like real life danger almost. And if it needs to add a little bit more than just, oh, this is... Well, it almost would have been better if um, 
you did see it from like if they want to do that social commentary and all that stuff, then show me how hard it is, or show me like how hard it is to stay alive if you are right. poor. Like, yeah. don't show me like what the rich guy's house is like, hmm. because yeah, it's obviously going to take a while to get to that point. Show me like just show me what the poor people live like, because that that'd be a lot more interesting, and it would let your social commentary hold up a little better than having a dad who's like, no, this is a good thing, this is a good thing, this is a good thing. No, wait, it's bad. Right. I mean, I can't see their, what the next one is like. To their credit, they did a lot with a very with a small set for the most part. You know, it was mostly Incredibly in this house. Small set and an incredibly small budget. What was yeah. their like weird future tech that they had? Like, did they have like Minority Report style? Not really. Like, screens? No, I think no, like you the, know, the steel bars were a little bigger and nicer, but yeah, that's uh, about like, it. They were like a little bit like bigger. One interface for the security system that I think was like kind of nice. Oh, but so otherwise, like, it wasn't super future tech. So, yeah, like, no. at the end, they didn't just, like, their their house wasn't on, like, rockets? No. no. It wasn't, like, the cover of that, like, Boston album? They break in the house by, <laughs> by putting uh, chains around the grating of the house and just getting a truck to rip it down. It's very low tech. Oh, that's disappointing. And it's weird, because you're like, the guy's like, we're going to have supplies soon to get in here. That's <laughs> the poor guy. And then yeah. it's just literally like a bunch of kids in a jeep wrangler. So like, but like, what would what's Monday like after the purge? Yeah, that's what I was thinking before. It's like, how do you go back to your normal life? And and it's like, oh, it's supposed to make you, I guess, calmer the rest of the year. What if you forgot something? Like, hey Ted, did you have a good purge this year? Oh, you know it. I uh, <laughs> what if you like? But like, if you if you if you and Ted were like the like you tried to in your purge shoot yeah. Ted, but didn't kill him, but he like still <laughs> knew the next day, <laughs> like you were well, trying, and there's just like oh, I was like, I'll get you next year, Ted. <laughs> I thought that was kind of the weird thing about the ending, like uh, because the mom is and the kids are alive still, and um, she could have killed the neighbors, but decides to like end the cycle. Yeah, and she makes them just like sit there with them funny until funny. the purge is over. That's kind of cool. And like the woman the tries to like run for a gun at one point, she just smashes her head. And she's like, "I said we're done." Wow. Yeah, and they all like sit there, so and then good. she's like, "Now get the fuck out of my house." Yeah, yeah. And I want to, I like, I want to see what happens after yeah, that. That's so interesting. Bad. Yeah. I, I I gotta think it's gotta be awful the next day when you go to Starbucks and the teenager gets your order wrong and you're just like oh I have to wait 360 <laughs> fucking days. Also, like, what if someone dies at like 12:30 and like you stab them at like 55? Well, I'd imagine like you, if you did it at that time, well, that's yeah. fine. Like the time you shot the person, like. Cops can figure out, like, oh, this, this wound is from X time. As long as it was, like, two hours ago, you should be okay. All right. Do you want to also, rate this for us? Pro- there's probably a small grace period. <laughs> should we I rate hope. this? We're getting way too into this. All right. Let's go. No, Ross, what do you think? The Samaritan. Right, stop the it. Per- stop yeah. it. Ross, what do you think? Thank you. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to actually give it three and a half. Um, because for I mean, I got to rate it on a horror scale, and I think it's slightly above average. So I got to go three and a half. I think the world they created was interesting. I think the movie itself wasn't as good as it could have been. But some of the, like, the deaths were pretty cool and uh, the murderings. I was into <laughs> that. Um, and just the world itself was, was, again, I think the world that was constructed was pretty interesting. And I think if you get away from just, like, showing a rich person's home in, home invasion, there's a lot to do with this. And I'm going to call it a franchise because... 
It is. Well, the purge too is clearly going to be like an apartment building or something, right? Alex, Probably. stop scraping that bowl. <laughs> yeah, Alex, stop scraping that bowl. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't do it, Peter. <laughs> it's Peter the whole time. Alex, stop scraping the bowl. Okay, ticks. <laughs> um, I am going to give this one uh, two and a half. Uh, I don't know, gun butt face smashes. Uh, <laughs> which was, it was pretty good. That gun thing. butt face smash. The old gun butt face smash. Uh, I mean, it, it was okay. The, I mean, I don't know. The, the kids were pretty dumb, but you could actually understand why. Uh, so it was sort of believable, but I don't know. The whole thing with the reasoning for the neighbors really just kind of ticked me off, and it was just kind of dumb at that point. And it wasn't super scary. There were definitely some super... Wow. So there's definitely some tense moments and some like nice visual shots with just uh, people in the background, but it was very much akin to the strangers at that point. So and uh, very much a thriller more so than a horror. Yeah. Film. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, way We're more thriller than a horror. Film. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, which was a little bit weird, but still, uh, I thought uh, you know Ethan Hawke had a pretty good performance, and the wife had I I don't remember what her name was. Le- uh, Lena Headey. Yeah, she was great. <laughs> Ethan Hawke really commits to these movies. Yeah, I was gonna say I was yeah. like I I've always liked Ethan Hawke, but even like the crappy things, I'm just like ah, Ethan Hawke. I enjoy it. <laughs> like I like Daybreakers. I think Daybreakers is fun. Again, I actually thought Daybreakers yeah. was fun too. Daybreakers was bad. All right, so next up, we're gonna go to something that only Alex has seen. Oh geez, uh, I like the... that we get to ride solo on like a couple things this week too. Yeah, I figured you'd like, like everyone that. gets the chance to shine. Uh, so. I watched a um I watched VHS two, uh it is available now on VOD. Oh, we don't we don't do rustdowns. Oh shit! Yeah, do to it. Outshine me? No, 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 no. Burn. do it. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> just got a book. I like you had all this time to get offended, <laughs> but not enough time to pull it up. I swear I had it. Uh, VHS two directed by Simon Barrett and Jason Eisner. Searching for a missing student, two private investigators break into his house and find a collection of VHS tapes. Viewing the horrific contents of each cassette, they realize there may be dark motives behind the student's appearance. So it was also directed by, because it's four different segments, um, Jesse Eisner, Sam Barrett, Gareth Evans, who did uh, The Raid, uh, Eduardo Sanchez, who did uh, Blair Witch Project and Blair Witch Project 2, and also Greg Hale, who did did those as well or just Blair Witch Project 1 uh, cool that's cool um, and those first two guys did a seg- the first uh, Simon Barrett did a section in VHS 1 um, and also Dead Birds sure who hasn't seen that uh, and Jesse Eisner did Hobo with a Shotgun oh right oh um, Revenge, which I have not seen but apparently need to now that sounds awesome well, about the movie yes <laughs> So anyway, well, that's the thing. It's like, so this is an anthology horror flick uh, that's pretty much, I want to say, all found footage. So it's oh, the first one came out last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty quick. Oh wow, it's a really, really fast turnaround. It's on um, Netflix now. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. The first one, that, you know, it was it was okay. There was like cool stuff they did with like kind of low tech effects. Like there was one person that just like had a, like, glitch on a camera that, like, kind of came out and, like, uh, started killing people. Why not? And, like, there was one that was, like, um, I don't know, like, someone taking a couple's camera and, like, spying on them with it uh, while they're on the like, uh, what's the, like, what's the, like, who is the kill? 
Is it a different killer in each movie? Yeah, or? each one's like a different story. So like each VHS tape that these two people find, they they put in, and it's like a. So another... it's like an anthology. Yeah, that's it. And then that, and then the people watching it die at the end. Yeah. Okay. As one could get, could guess, like <laughs> the thing is, like they do some really cool stuff because it's like really low budget, and like one is uh, a slumber party that is invaded by aliens, and they kind of do some all right effects with um. Uh, you know, kind of like the spaceship showing up and like people getting getting dragged up to it and stuff. But like the aliens themselves, just like obviously, just like dudes in tights, look kind of nice. goofy. Um, there's one that's literally just a guy gets bitten by a zombie while he's got a GoPro camera strapped to his head. So it's like first person zombie movie from the perspective of the zombies. Okay. So that's like there's a lot of neat ideas in it. it. Like something um, the Blair Witch guys would do. And they're all on the same tape. No, they they keep switching tapes. They're watching other okay. tapes. So what? They just come upon a house that just had. Yeah, well, they're looking. They're like private investigators looking. I'm just trying to uh, figure out like how narratively it makes sense. The first one, like these, like like bros break into a house that's got like all these scary VHS tapes in it and start watching them. Okay. Um, and in this one, they break into. A, I I don't know if it's the same guys or not. Um, but they like break into a house and they start just watching these scary VHS tapes because they're sitting there. Oh, so no wonder they can make these movies every year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. The coolest one, though, is the uh, one by the guy that did The Raid. Um, yeah. It, it's like a like a group of documentary filmmakers going to, like, check out a cult. Like, they get invited to, um, like, kind of spend some time with them. And the cult tries to bring about the apocalypse and, like, sacrifices them and stuff. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, there's one that's kind of lame that's, like, a guy just... Um, gets like an eye implant and starts seeing dead people. Okay, so that's the one that we had started we had started to watch, Pete. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. it was really boring. And that's why we decided to watch Fast Five instead. Are they all like separate uh in terms of like how long they are? Are they all like twenty minutes? They're all like, yeah, they're all like ten to twenty minutes. Okay. Um but it's okay. I think it's if one sucks, you know you're out of it pretty soon. Yeah. yeah and that's exactly. it's like there's a lot of cool ideas, but I'd say the one from the guy that did the raid, probably the only one that would, could sustain itself as a like a full on film. Yeah. The rest are like cool ideas, like the one of like a zombie with a camera strapped to its head. Like you can only watch right. that for so long. Right. Um but uh I don't that's know. Genre directors that are in these, right? Yeah. It would be kind of cool, I think, like if you were to keep this as a franchise to like get like young blood that hasn't really done anything and give them the yeah. opportunity. Here's ten minutes. It's actually a movie. Go. Here's yeah. ten minutes. Like, here's like a small budget. Do what and here's you like do. you get a sliver. Do do your worst, and then maybe yeah. like someone else sees that because I'm pretty sure a lot of these directors, in terms of genre stuff, have no problem you know getting those types of roles. It'd be cool to like use it as a vehicle for younger directors. Well, I think I well again like one. Maybe not all of them. I've only done a couple things. Yeah, I don't think right. the, the Blair Witch guys have done anything in a while, right? Not really. Um, I mean, other than producing, they produce stuff. But oh yeah, sorry. There, there's there's like two more directors um, that I I didn't mention. But uh, all right, um, Alex, do you want to give it a rating? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it uh, a three and a half. Uh, really? I think it's, it's above Avatar. Above that. Yeah, I think this there's, again. The cool ideas kind of outweigh how it can be really cheesy. Um, and I think that like it's neat to see people trying to do some different stuff with found footage because found footage, as we we all know, can get get pretty boring and repetitive. Um, and trying to find new ways to uh, you know justify someone having a camera 
Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it's good to try to push those boundaries. Definitely a movie to watch with a bunch of friends. Um, you know, kind of turn off the lights, get it on, on VOD. Um, it's like five or six bucks, I think. What's it on? Uh, Amazon? No, it's on, it's on like Time Warner VOD. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, but it was all right. I liked all right. it. Nice. Uh, so I was at the movies on Friday night with Colm. Hey, Colm. And uh, we were trying to go and see The Purge, but The Purge was sold out. And I didn't have any conception that that would be sold out. <clears throat> so the only thing that we could see was the internship. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the internship, can I get a rust down? Yeah, you can. The internship, directed by Sean Levy. Two salesmen whose careers have been torpedoed <laughs> by the digital age find their way into a coveted internship at Google where they must compete with a group of young tech-savvy geniuses for yeah. shot employment. Takes it, they get the job. Yeah. Oh, great. They yeah. won. Yeah, great, they... so you want to rate it? <laughs> <laughs> so this movie was not very good. Um, yeah, I don't, did you, right. did you like, see that one coming? Of, like, bad to really bad. <laughs> it was, you know what, I actually, I laughed a couple times. Really? Like, was yeah. it unintentional? Was Some, it the younger comedic actors or the two of them? It was the two of them. Oh, okay. Um, so they got it. So the, not really, because there's so many misses throughout the entire fucking movie. But it's like, whenever there was sort of a hit, it was, uh, you know, there were the, comedic, the, the, the younger actors were there. Uh, but they're all pretty bad. Um, but besides that, the movie tries so hard to be this weird techie Google move. Like the whole fucking thing is obvious is filmed at like the Google place, I believe like, or at least they use it for the exteriors, the entire goddamn time. The campus. Yeah. And like the thing is just an ad for Google, like at every goddamn like point to, to like, there was a moment where Colin was just like, why are they using MacBooks and not uh, Chromebooks? And then two scenes later, they're all starting to use Chromebooks at that point. So it was, I guess maybe they filmed something earlier. Anyway, uh, they try and make these techie jokes that just don't like to someone who would like get the stupid fucking like uh, depressingly op- like opaque joke. It doesn't make any sense. It's just there as name dropping. Uh, and then by the end of the movie, I'm just like, God, why, when the fuck is this going to be over? I think I looked at my watch the first time 17 minutes in and I was just like, I can't believe it's still, I can't believe it's been 17 minutes or only 17 minutes. Um, like how, like how bad is the uh, is like the pro- like I mean the advertising for Google? Since like like what point or is it just like could they have made this funnier and like kept in all the product placement, or is it just like not? Is it too distracting? It's I mean it, it's everywhere because it has to be everywhere because they're at Google. Like the whole thing is about Google, so it's not like if- it's like if there wasn't Google stuff everywhere, you'd probably be suspect. <laughs> So but it would have been better if they made up a website if they were like if this was Google. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. Bing. I mean, yeah, if it was Bing, then it all would have made sense. Like or frog file. Or frog file or Lycos or all the Vista or Gs or ask.com. Um um it's 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 I mean they, I mean they, they tried, they tried it. it. I mean the the theater enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. So it's just me. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, I feel like every time I've been in a an audience when this trailer's played, people have kind of loved it. Yeah, people, people love the uh, Professor Xavier is a giant. Yeah, I, yeah, people love that yeah. part of the movie. People, oh, man, do they say dick? And then I want to kill everyone. 
But then it's, I have to wait. And then the there's the, the one <laughs> F-bomb was dropped at one point. That was fun. I was just like, hey, there's their fuck. Uh, oh, was it 13? Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at it. It's toothless. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, I don't even... I'm giving it uh, one and a half. I don't give a fucks. I'll just say that. Uh, Does one of them fall in love with the Google employee? Yep. Oh, man. Is she, like, straight-laced and serious? Yep. She hasn't... Oh, she's she's 30 years old, but she spent the last 10 years of her life just working on her career. She works till midnight every night. Okay, so she's, so she's not serious. <laughs> <laughs> she's as not serious as they come. Uh, All right. And then, and then, of course, you have Vince Vaughn like being the dad to some of like to all the kids, pretty much. And there's just terrible references throughout it. References that don't even make sense now. And, like references that are just like, why are these kids making these references? And I guess I understand why Vince Vaughn and name uh, some references only talk about flash dance for some fucking reason. Like, oh yeah, well that, that's a weird ass part of the trailer. They they continuously bring it up. Movies do that. Are you talking about the thing from? The, are you talking about the movie or the, the whatever? Like that's a joke that happens a lot. But yeah, flash dance. Holy flash shit! Dance this movie's two hours. Yeah, flash dance and Alanis Morissette come up multiple times. Well, I'm only upset in, about one of those. In fact, Alanis Morissette opens the movie, and that was one of the laughs that I get, that I had. <laughs> this movie was the very <laughs> uh, Is it her or just her music? No, it's just her music. It's um, I don't remember something off a of Jack Little Pill, whichever one it was. But they're both singing it as part of their psych up mix. It's the best. <laughs> uh, so yeah, one and a half. What's the half for? Because <laughs> I laughed four times. Okay. So four times. God, I would hate to know what a one is. <laughs> Peter, you're close to that. Anyway, oh. besides that, Pete, you saw a classy movie this week. Um, you fancy, huh? Well, I mean, I'll get to it. Shakespeare. But, but first, there's a rust down that comes first. Yes, he's right. First, there's a rust down that comes first, and I'm reading it now, because I have it already. So That's even though I'm singing, doesn't mean I don't have it. So fuck you y'all. You don't need to be the host. You've got all this. About nothing directed by J-Weed. Modern retelling of Shakespeare's classic comedy about two pairs of lovers with different takes on romance and away with words. Yeah, uh-huh. so... That sounds beautiful. Is it better than Kenneth Branagh's version? Yes, it's better than Kenneth Branagh's version. But we I mean, know Keanu was in that. Yes, Keanu was. Thank you. Um, better than it's, the Matrix. Oh, it's delightful. I, I think you do have to understand uh, the play a little bit at the beginning because even though it's updated that the, you know they're just in Joss Whedon's house and it's 2013. Ooh, how's his house look? Oh, his house looks beautiful. Um, and it's but it's. Real weird. But they don't change the script. Like they don't make any modern references. So it is just straight. Yeah, oh, wow. straight like prose. it's straight prose. So it's not like they change anything. It's supposed to be you know the prince is coming to this uh, lord's wow. house. And they don't say like the this guy. It's prince. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, it's the prince. Oh, wow. it's, it's all that. So like he keeps wait, that, prince but, is like, coming. Just, okay, enough. <laughs> but no, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that it's just a testament to how this movie was made was just after avengers joss whedon uh wanted like complete control over something and do something a little bit more fun and he he invited a bunch of his his good friends over to his house for two weeks and shot shakespeare that's cool and there's 
They play it real serious. I mean, granted, this is a really ridiculous and funny play. Yeah. But they play it, like, very seriously a lot of times. But then there's these, like, little peaks that are just like, oh, man, these guys are just hanging out. So how come when I invite you guys to come over for two weeks and shoot Shakespeare, you don't accept? (laughs) No, you said heroin. Oh, God, you're right. Wasn't that the Shakespeare modern day? I'd come. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so it's, it's, it's completely enjoyable. There's a lot of, like, great added comedy into it. And granted, the role of Dogberry is already a very famous comedic role. Made um, famous by Michael Keaton. <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion knocks it out of the park. I'm getting tired of liking him. He's so <laughs> goddamn good in this movie. The second he comes on screen, granted this was opening night and everyone's there because they're Whedon fans and Whedon verse actor fans. Mm-hmm. But when Nathan Fillion's, Fillion comes on screen, the entire atmosphere around you changes. <laughs> And everyone is just so excited. It's he's he's phenomenal. Awesome. And uh, uh, Alex Alexis uh, Denisoff are super fun. Married, right? Uh, no. no, no, he's married to uh, uh, Allison Hannigan. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I knew it was some pretty weed night. Yeah. So they're great. Everyone else is really, really fun in it. It's a great time. And as soon as because it's super limited, it's playing three screens. I think it expands soon, though, right? Yeah. It's only in Lincoln Center. Like, those, like, Lincoln Center Center theaters, not, like, the other ones. But, and then the Landmark Sunshine. If it expands, I would say definitely go see it. It's so much fun. What would you rate it? What? What What would you rate it? I would give it, I would definitely give it uh, four, maybe four and a half, maybe a Uh, 4.25. It's it's delightful. Granted, I, I am also a, a big Shakespeare fan outside of it, and I have seen a ton of different adaptations and stage productions. Ooh, la di da. <laughs> Shakespeare or heroin? Oh, what you want to say? <laughs> you said Shakespeare, but you meant heroin. Yeah. Uh, so I would say go see it, even if you don't like that sort of thing, because they do add in enough to really get you into these characters and get you into the plot, because it's a really ridiculous story. So uh, uh, you guys, go see it. I, I want to. Cool. I feel like it'd be easy to steal. I don't know. Well, it's like, it's not playing a, 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 anywhere. So. Oh, Joss Whedon just said today there'll be no Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers two. Yep. Correct. Boom. So there will. But do they appear in Much Ado About Nothing? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good uh, question. No. Oh, for all our listeners out there, and for the three of you guys, um, there is no mid or after credit scene in Man of Steel. Oh, that's good to know. Wait, what about in Much Ado Before- About Nothing? Uh, I didn't know there wasn't one because there was a Q&A afterwards with two guys from the film. Oh, nice. Oh, what guys? No one that you would understand or enjoy. Oh, zing. Oh, judgy. All right, I guess we should do some housekeeping then. No, no, there's just like, there's there's these two guys who who actually do like, they're like, uh, they're like YouTube comics that Joss Whedon was a fan of, invited him to have the tiniest roles in the film and they did a Q&A. I I wouldn't do that. (laughs) A couple fun stories. And, and as I said, it shines through the movie that it, this clearly just was an awesome two weeks of drinking and doing Shakespeare. Nice. All right, then. <laughs> Where can you find us? <laughs> I'm too stupid to put in stuff online to figure well, out you myself. You can find <laughs> us on <laughs> the <laughs> web <laughs> at moviemoviepodcast.com. <laughs> Podcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Movie PC. You can What's email Twitter? us. Twitter? 
<laughs> your comments, your complaints. You can tell us to kick Pete off the podcast because he's too smug. Uh, to moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can rate us on iTunes by searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is who we are. An improv trooper Great has Peter a sh- <laughs> You can't rate Peter separately. We have a show the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave at 8 p.m. It's called Pigpile. We have it with our good friend and stand-up, Zach Rossard. It's a variety show. We invite some comics. We invite some improv troops. It's going to be good. It's June 20th, 8 p.m., LIC, Creek and Cave. Be there. Long Island City. I said L.I.C. Yeah, you're too stupid to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see you guys next week if Peter's okay with that. Is that no? Duh. Russ, say something funny. No!